0: Hey, good morning, Tim. Chris Mascaro here. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Doing great. That's good news. So, Tim, we're gonna record uh, this segment um, and uh, and play it. We've got uh, obviously with Veterans Day coming up. I think this is fantastic. Uh, to have the opportunity to speak to you and uh, and learn about the things that uh, that you've done and continue to do with your adaptive golf programs, um, I just want to make sure before uh, before we uh, start recording, is there anything in particular you want me to be sure to tee you up to talk about?
1: Um. No, I mean the the notes that we. That uh, Megan sent over where they seemed pretty good I mean I definitely want to make sure that uh, There's an awareness to You know our servicemen And women not only that are um, Serving on the battlefield Abroad but also those that are Here still in the state Helping with natural disasters and Border patrol I mean they're they're Involved in this as well
0: Okay We'll absolutely do that Uh, Hang out one second All right, um, give me uh, just a second. We'll do a moment of silence uh, just to uh, get ready and, uh, and then we'll uh, go with the intro and, uh, and away we'll go.
1: All right, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Tim.
0: All right, now joining me is Tim Wilkes. Tim is an assistant store manager in East Coast Field Support for the PGA Tour Superstore. But let me give you some more background on Tim. He graduated with his degree in professional golf management from Mississippi State University. He's been a PGA Class A professional since 2000. Going back, though, Tim was diagnosed with muscular dystrophy at age 18, which was around the same time that he fell in love with the game. Tim has worked closely with the North Atlanta VA, using the game of golf as a rehabilitation tool to introduce the game to both inpatients and outpatients. He's worked with the Atlanta Wounded Warrior Project to teach several clinics, which has helped teach and fit over 125 soldiers from around the city of Atlanta and the surrounding communities. Tim has led the instruction of several PGA Hope programs at River Pines Golf Club and through the PGA Tour Superstore here in Atlanta. Back in 2015, he was in charge of an eight-week program that targeted veterans throughout the state of Georgia who were interested in learning to play golf. Tim has been asked to teach an adaptive golf camp at Fort Riley in Kansas, helping soldiers learn the game despite their injuries. He serves on the board of directors of the Adaptive Golf Association in Atlanta, on top of helping people just like you and me get properly fit with our golf clubs at the PGA Tour Superstore. And I'm very thrilled he is with me tonight here on Next on the T. Hey, Tim, thanks for coming on the show.
1: Thank you, Chris. That was a very nice introduction
0: there. (laughs) I'm glad you liked it. So, uh, Tim... I want to start by going back to what I'm sure had to be a very traumatic time in your life. Age 13, you're diagnosed with muscular dystrophy. Talk about, you know, learning about that and and having to deal with that.
1: Well, you know, like a lot of people that, that get diagnosed with a, with a disease, you know, your first phase is really more denial than anything else. And I sort of lived my life ignoring my disability uh, and focusing more on just the things that I could do. Um, and uh, golf just stuck out immediately. And that uh, despite the limited mobility that I was starting to develop, uh, the game never really cared whether or not um, I was disabled or able. And it's just something that it was really easy for me to fall in love with. Uh, and it was something that I was successful at. So
0: talk about that. How did you first get introduced to the game?
1: Well, I started playing at a young age. I was probably four years old and it was my mother. That was the big golfer in the family. And she's the one that uh, uh, pretty much let the golf course be my babysitter when I was little. And, uh, and then I just gradually started to uh, play as as often as I could. And my game started to get a little bit better. um, And, Sort of at the time, unbeknownst to me, the uh, the adaptations that I was making and the compensations that I was making to play the game because of my disability uh, ended up being something uh, truly amazing that I was able to do as I got older.
0: Yeah, so talk about that. You know, as you talk about um, learning the game at age four, and then as you progress through the game, and your swing gets a little bit better, and then you're sort of hit in the face with this limitation. Talk about being able to overcome that and then kind of recobble together your swing. How did that happen? Well,
1: luckily for me, the, the disability that I have, the type of dystrophy that I have is a slowly progressive disorder. So my mobility has been slowly going away and that has made it to where for me, I've been able to adapt my game typically easily, um, especially with making sure that my equipment was uh, fitted properly so that it would flatter the motion that I was making. That seemed to be one of my bigger successes through the years is just making sure that uh, I had the stuff that I needed to,
0: uh, to play at a higher level. So you go from there and you decide to go to Mississippi state, you major in professional golf management. So talk about uh, what you learned there at Mississippi state and just, you know, how, how you ended up at Mississippi state in that, uh, in that major. Well, I, I grew up in Wisconsin.
1: And uh, so there weren't a lot of golf schools really available in the Midwest. Um, And I knew at a pretty young age, that I wanted to be in golf and uh, uh, wanted to make it a career. And at the time, there was only four schools uh, in the nation uh, that had a golf management program, um, and the uh, Fair State in Michigan, uh, Mississippi State, obviously, um, Penn State had a program, and New Mexico State. Well none of those really seemed to stick out except for I got a phone call uh, from a recruiter at Mississippi state. And that was the first time I ever heard a Southern accent. And it was a a girl that called. (laughs) It it was sort of my motivation to be like, I need to try this out. And, um, but also the, um, the degree that you received at Mississippi state was in a business degree. Uh, So if golf wasn't going to necessarily work for me, I had something to fall back on. But uh, I, as soon as I got there and I got to experience uh, the golf management program and, and do several internships through the school, um, there was no going back for me. Um, I just It truly uh, created more of a passion for the game. Um, and uh, as soon as I was able to get through the program and do a few internships, um, I've been working in, in the business uh,
0: ever since. So, talk about going from there, becoming a PGA professional, and then getting involved with our military veterans. Talk about what pulled you in that direction.
1: Well, uh, it's interesting because uh, I was, uh, instead of me going to them, they sort of came to me. Um, when I started with the PGA Tour Superstore, I was a, a one of their instructors, and um, I honestly never really put too much of an emphasis on my disability or working with people with disabilities at the beginning. Um, I did most of my teaching with able-bodied people with our customers that, that, that came in and it wasn't long into my employment here that uh, I had somebody come up uh, it was a young woman and her father had had a stroke and was an avid golfer and she was passionate about trying to get him back doing what he loved. And at the time, uh, you know, they, they had spoken with management wanting to know if there was anything the stores could do. And then immediately um, sort of their their eyes lit up, and they were like, you know what, we've got a pro that uh, would be perfect for you. And uh, so they introduced me, and, uh, and I was able to just really yeah, – it was an opportunity of a lifetime to try to help somebody to, to learn the game that, that had such challenges. Uh, And as soon as I was able to work with them, I found out uh, that there was an organization here in Atlanta called the adaptive golf association. And um, I quickly reached out to them to see if there's any way I could volunteer and help them. And uh, I attended one clinic and I was absolutely hooked and it was probably less than a year after I started volunteering with the adaptive golf association that the, uh, the VA reached out to the association wanting to see how we could help those wounded those that were in the, uh, inpatient care to try to give them an activity, um, to really get them out of the hospital or get them out of their rooms. Uh, And they wanted to see about golf and using it as the rehabilitative tool. Um, And that was really my first introduction to the military. And after the successes of what we saw with the game and helping these men and women, uh, it wasn't long after that, that different military organizations would reach out and want to try to see if
0: we could do some golf programs to introduce that to the soldiers. So let's take that a little bit further, Tim, because as you talk about, you know, helping our veterans and getting people up and out and active and exercise and that sort of thing. Um, it's not only great to play the game of golf for all of us to get outside, but when we talk about, you know, our wounded veterans, it's exercise, but it also helps uh, from things that I've heard with PTSD and just from the mental aspect, talk about the improvements in in, uh, in lives that you're able to have not only through exercise, but also uh, from a, a PTSD and a mental standpoint?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm glad you asked that. Um, it, it's actually been probably one of the most effective uh, categories that I've seen success with those that have traumatic injury, uh, uh, brain injuries, or with uh, post-traumatic stress. Um, the golf really... Because of its nature and being a uh, a, a social type of a sport uh, that gets you outside, um, you know i I saw these these men and women um, that are used to when they're deployed and they're in in active duty you know they develop this brotherhood with each other they develop this bond with each other and and they're able to sort of help each other get through these, these horrific uh things that they have to, to see and be a part of and after they get back from from service or if it's abroad or if it even it's here at home um they 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 miss that brotherhood when they um are out of military or if they're out of active duty and it's that link that golf provides for them is that now they can can get that group back together, they can get that foursome, and, and and getting outside that psychosocial element of it has shown, I think, more success than any therapies that I've heard of any of these men and women going through, um, and it naturally gives them now something to do um, in their downtime, and it, it's just been so amazing to, to see how golf has really freed their minds and made them focus in on on the good that they have left in their lives
0: yeah and that's and that's so important tim i think that's a great point i mean for for all of us right golf gives us an opportunity to, to go spend time with our buddies or our families sons daughters all that sort of thing and uh, as you mentioned it being a social sport and a brotherhood talk about the adaptive golf programs that are out there to help our wounded veterans not only connect or reconnect with peers and friends, uh, but getting out, whether it's maybe the first time that they're, they're learning the game of golf so they can get back to connecting with their friends and are not socially isolated.
1: Um, there are several organizations that I would definitely recommend. Um, the adaptive golf association is a, a, a great resource to, to help people find clinics in their areas um also the georgia state golf association uh does a phenomenal job Um, they they have programs throughout the state and uh really um have a great outreach to soldiers in the communities and trying to get them involved and and i've seen that there's a lot of uh men and women that are now founding found success through these programs and are now coming back and volunteering to help other soldiers that are getting into the program. So I think those two, the uh, Adaptive Golf Association and the Georgia State Golf Association are are great resources to help um, in the state and outside of the state as well.
0: And Tim, people may not know, but Bobby Jones Was a a military intelligence officer for the Ninth Air Force during World War II. He was actually sent over to England in 1943, landed on the beach in Normandy the day after D-Day. We've got Larry Nelson, another Georgia resident, two-time major champion, won 10 times out on the tour. He was born in Fort Payne, Alabama, served in the Army and the infantry infantry during uh, Vietnam. Um, Talk about, you know, some of the great military veterans that we have, that have been in and around the game of golf. And uh, my, you know, as we look ahead to Veterans Day and uh, the Masters, so we're going to have the, you know, uh, the Masters start the day after Veterans Day, kind of tying all of that together. It's, a, it's an interesting thing. I don't think we've ever really thought about the Masters and Veterans Day and uh, uh, some of our great players that uh, are veterans. But talk about having the opportunity now this year to sort of kind of marry those two events together. Well it,
1: it you know if you if you want to try to find a a positive note to this crazy twenty twenty year that we've had um, the the one thing that's that sticks out is the movement of the masters from spring to to this late fall um, and putting it in you know sort of pairing it with Veterans Day that maybe didn't in the past put the two together that there are some amazing golf pros out there um, that have served our country and have just loved the game the entire way and and been able to perform at a high level. You know, I, I I don't know some uh, names right off the top of my head, but I'd be willing to bet uh, besides those uh, two amazing pros is Bobby Jones and Larry Nelson. uh, I'm sure that there are others that have have served as well or have family and still have been able to uh, just, Perform at a high level, but I think that now with with the the Masters and it's by far the my favorite tournament. I always make sure that I carve out time to watch you know, every round, um, and and I think that there's a lot of people out there that that feel the same. And now to just have that that tie in uh, with Bobby Jones and. In Veterans Day, I, I just I just think it's
0: it's it's pretty amazing how
1: how things fall fall into place.
0: And Tim, I think one of the um, maybe lesser appreciated things that our military uh, do for us uh, is here around the country when we're dealing with a natural disaster, uh, and they're called up to help us. You know, rescue people and, uh, and, and kind of get things back in shape. Uh, t- talk about some of the things that you've heard around our military that um, you know, we, we really need to be paying attention and thankful for, not just for their service in wartime, but also service during natural disaster time.
1: Yes. Uh, you know, I, sometimes I, I feel as though um, sometimes society, I know myself, uh, for sure is included on that um, doesn't always remember the men and women that are serving here locally and doing amazing things and are on the front lines of theres and are are here protecting our borders um, and they you know they're putting in the time and and sacrifice there and I I know that there's I have a good friend of mine that is a an army chaplain that is Deployed right now in uh, South Texas on the Border Patrol, um, and he has been uh, involved with a um, a group of soldiers there where they go out at least once a week, if not twice, uh, during their downtime to uh, to go play uh, in a little league that they've got developed. And I'll tell you what, he he blows my phone up here, you know, every couple of weeks telling me about how he's playing, what, what equipment he's got, if there's anything that I would recommend. Um, and I could just tell um, from our conversations that he's got the bug, he's excited. And it's something that, you know, at the end of the day or when he gets to downtime, he looks forward to, okay, you know, I I'm, I'm able to separate myself from what I had to do all week and see and, and, and deal with to where, you know, I, I, I get, Excited because Thursday I got a game with my buddies, and and it and it proves to to really, um, I don't know, pr- provide that 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 comfort, and uh, it's just a a really amazing thing that this game can do for us.
0: Tim, because of all of the adaptive programs that you've been involved with, and uh, and getting to to experience some things and see things through the eyes of some of our our wounded veterans talk about some of the stories that have warmed your heart. What are some things that you've been able to sort of sit back and witness and just, you know, feel, wow, that's so awesome to see this.
1: Uh, Well, I don't know how long your show is. Uh, (laughs) I could go on for a while with that. I think uh, pretty much I, I've just seen and heard so many amazing stories. I would, I have a couple that stick out, you know, I have one, um, family that came to a clinic um, and we had a, what was called a a paramobile unit. It's, it's basically a, a a wheelchair on hydraulics that can take somebody that's paralyzed and put them into this chair and put them in an upright kind of golfing position and, and allow them to, to, to play the game. And it's literally one of the most amazing things that uh, I've seen as far as equipment to help people. And, uh, I was able to have one of these at, at one of the stores and a a soldier came in with his family and he had been injured. Um, he was a, actually a double amputee. So he was missing an arm and a leg, um, and, uh, had been in a wheelchair for quite a while. And, um, when we came in, uh, and his family was with him because they were all excited because he used to play golf before he was injured. And uh, the first thing that we did, you know, we were kind of giving him a laydown of what we were going to try to do, and and it involved, you know, getting him into this chair to try to play out of. And as soon as we got him all situated and transferred him over into the, to the paramobile, the um, first thing he did, and, you know, I always – it's kind of – Emotional to even talk about it, but the first thing that he did was to get himself in an upright position and he gave his wife a hug and it was, it, it was then that it was more wow. than golf. Um, you know, it was, some, he hadn't been in an upright position uh, really much since his injury. And the first thing uh, he wanted to do was to, to give his wife an upright hug. And, you know, that's when you knew, okay, this is, this is bigger. This is uh uh, deeper than you know even the game itself um but you know that that was pretty huge um uh that that still touches my heart thinking about it um I also uh real quickly I had another guy I was doing a warrior transition battalion is what that was called at uh Fort Riley in Kansas, and there was a gentleman there he was a an army ranger and he was a sniper. Uh, he had taken in a uh, traumatic brain injury from an explosion, but he was kind of getting himself back back to normal, and they were trying to see if we could transition him either back into uh, military service or into civilian life, and that's what we were kind of using the game for. But he had never played, and he was um, really uh, – kind of distracted because he had so many different appointments, but he was finally able to come and uh, participate in this clinic. And when he did, um, it was, it was late because he had these other appointments. Um, So I was able to take him out one-on-one and say, Hey, let me just show you this game. And we hit a few balls in the range and then we went out on the golf course. But it was at that time that I was, um, was watching him and he As I started to give him the basics, the basic fundamentals of the game, now we go down the golf course and he's looking at the hole and he's, it was a dog leg to the left and there was trees on the left and there was a little bit of a breeze and, and, you know, all the different factors that you think about in the, when we're playing, but this really tapped into his training you know, as a, as a sniper, as a, you know, a high level special forces kind of guy, he's taught to factor in, you know, elevation changes and wind direction and all this as he was doing his training. And all of a sudden that sort of like clicked, whoa, this, this game kind of, it, it taps into the skills that I already have. And he was just, he lit up and he, he absolutely became passionate about it. And, um, he, he he said to me and this is where you know it kind of lasts um he's like you know what the times that i'm out here concentrating on trying to hit this golf ball is times where i'm not thinking about some of the things that i had to experience and it was that that really made me you know want to get in and involved as much as i could knowing that this does give a an outlet for them to to not think about some of the darkness that they have to each and every day
0: Fantastic stuff. Those are great stories. Thank you for sharing those things, Tim. And uh, wow, unbelievable. Um, Just a couple more before I I let you go, Tim. And and again, kind of getting back to uh, the Masters. And when we look at that, you know, tournament this week, and you mentioned, you know, having those two things, Veterans Day and the Masters kind of in the same week. And for for our listeners that are outside of the state of Georgia, we've got a lot of military bases here um, we've got one right there in Augusta, Fort Gordon. Um, I'm not sure if you've had an opportunity to go over there, but uh, we've, we've got veterans in that area. We've got a VA hospital over there as well. Have you had time to go over to Fort Gordon and spend time with the guys, that, uh, whether they're in the, the VA hospital or veterans in that area, now that they obviously have the uh, one of the greatest golf tournaments in the world right there in their backyard? I wish.
1: I honestly have not been able to visit uh, that base. Um, however, I do know um, that the um, some friends of mine with Georgia State Golf Association, a gentleman named Dave Windsor, I know has uh, had some active programs there. I know he's visited that base through the Georgia State Golf Association. Um, so even though I personally haven't been there, I do know that we do have uh, boots on the ground, so to speak, uh, in that area to help these men and women uh, get some exposure to the game.
0: So, Tim, just at a, at a high level, what does Veterans Day mean to you? Uh, I to me, it
1: it, it means family. Um, it means motivation, uh, perseverance. Um, you know, I I I have seen. Um, some amazing, amazing things. Um, And I would say
0: probably the greatest of all of them is hope. Tim, for uh, veterans that are listening in, for people like you, as you mentioned, uh, as you got the opportunity to talk to people that uh, have veterans within their families or have been through some traumatic things like stroke uh, that could uh, benefit from the things that uh, you do and the adaptive programs are, are able to do, how can they reach out to you, get in contact with you, and learn more about it? Um, I would say
1: that they can contact me personally with the uh, PGA Tour Superstore. Um, uh, I I'm, can be reached there, but I would direct them um, more specifically through the Georgia State Golf Association or the Adaptive Golf Association. Uh, they can get a hold of me through that as well. But also find out where uh, programs are are active and find dates of upcoming events.
0: And Tim, for the rest of us, I mentioned getting contact with you through the PGA Tour Superstore. For the rest of us that just need help with our golf games or to get properly fit, how can we find you and come in and get our clubs? Uh, That's one thing that not enough of us do. Too many of us believe that getting properly fit are for PGA tour pros, not for the rest of us when it's really actually the inverse of that. How can we come in and get our clubs fit to us and, uh, and get to see you at the PGA tour superstore?
1: Well, that is one of probably the, the, the things that I'm the most proud of and that is that uh, we have got 43 locations uh, throughout the United States and uh, we have some absolutely amazing men and women that are fitting uh, and instructing for us at any of these stores and I feel fully confident that if anybody uh, can reach out to any of our locations, check out our website Um, and uh, I, I think that you'd be able to find that service that you deserve uh, at any one of our stores.
0: Well, Tim, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day to come and share your stories and experiences with us. I really appreciate your time. I hope you'll come back and, and keep us up to date with all the great things that you're doing for our, our wounded veterans. And just for day-to-day folks like me, that, uh, that need help with our golf games and our golf equipment, you're fantastic, my friend. The things that you are doing are absolutely outstanding. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Chris. I, I it was my pleasure. Well, Tim, stay safe. All the best to you and your family. Look forward to catching up with you again real soon. Yes, sir. Have a great day. Thanks, Tim. That's Tim Wilkes. He is a uh, a teacher for the PGA Tour Superstore, doing a lot of great work for the adaptive programs for. Our military veterans and uh, folks, I mean, you, you want to listen to the stories about that story about the, the gentleman who got to hug his wife for the first time. Forget about the adaptive stuff for golf. Just think about what that meant to him. Uh, you know, Tim talked about getting choked up about it. I got choked up here in the story. And then you think about all the great. Things that he is doing for our uh, our wounded veterans here around uh, the state of Georgia and the adaptive programs that are out there that are available. So folks, uh, if you're a veteran or you know one, please reach out to uh, to Tim. <coughs> pardon me. Please reach out to Tim, uh, or through uh, the adaptive golf programs. Get uh, get your military veterans involved with that. Get them back out there enjoying uh, an opportunity to to either learn or relearn the game of golf. Uh, or to just reconnect with their buddies. Uh, the game of golf uh, does so much. It's not about score a lot of times, right? Most of the times we get out there, we want to beat our buddies uh, for five bucks on our and our Nassau's or whatever. But it's really more about being able to get out there into uh, you know get out in the environment, get out in the fresh air, uh, and play and have some fun and just you know spend time with our friends and our families to uh, to connect with through the game. So. Uh, the adaptive programs that Tim is involved with are doing that for our veterans. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. And uh, I can't uh, thank Tim enough for coming in and sharing some of the stories. We'll get Tim back and learn about more of the things that, uh, that he and those programs continue to do. So please reach out to him. Like I say, through the PGA tour superstore uh, or through the adaptive golf programs and, and moreover for, for all of us, right? You've heard me talk about this with Randy Pysh, who's, uh, uh, you know, through the PGA tour superstore as well. We, we have the misconception that getting properly fit for our clubs is something that the, uh, the PGA Tour professionals do. And we go in and buy right off the rack, right? Well, they can adapt to uh, equipment that may not be exactly properly fit. You and I, we can't. We, uh, we can benefit so much for our golf games by actually understanding what shaft is the right one for us. Uh, what golf clubs are the right ones from us buying off the rack? I, I think costs us probably four or five strokes around because we're not properly fit. We need the right lie angle. We need the right, like I say, we need the right shaft. So go see Tim. And uh, and if you're not obviously not in the, the state of Georgia, uh, as Tim mentioned, PGA tour superstores around the country. So go in and get measured and get fit. You're going to be surprised how much it actually does improve your game. So again, looking forward to having Tim back on the show again real soon. All right, Tim. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Great stuff, my friend.
1: All right. No, I appreciate you.
0: All right. Uh, Please stay in touch, uh, whether that's directly with me or through Megan. And uh, let's let's get back together because uh, this is great stuff. And uh, uh, we know that there are a lot of military uh, bases and a lot of military veterans out there learning and playing the game. I've had other guys come on that are doing things. Jim Estes is a great friend of the show. Uh, doing great stuff uh, for the Sloop Military Golf Association. Uh, he's out of Maryland, but they have golf tournaments, and, and uh, you know, coincidentally, have one right there in Augusta, as a matter of fact. But doing great stuff as well. And uh, I've got a couple of other guys, Rob Strano, over in Destin, Florida, helping our military veterans uh, with the same sort of thing. So I'd love to stay up to date with what you're doing. And if you've got something that uh, an event or something that's coming up. Uh, you know, whatever it might be, please let me know. And uh, we would love to get you back on to promote that as well.
1: Oh, that'd be great. I appreciate that.
0: Okay. Take care, Tim. All All the best to you and your family. Stay safe.
1: Thank you, sir. All right.